welcome to A Fire Inside Out. I'm Ben Hansen, joined by Jeff Cork. Hey! Jeff, what is this show? This is a show. No, you know what? I'll say it. This is the show. Yeah, baby. Where we talk about everything AFI. It's basically... And by that, we mean the music. We're not, like, following them around on the street. Yeah. What, they, what they're doing every day. That'd be weird. And we're not fans of film. We're not talking about that AFI. The legendary no! band AFI. Uh, it's exactly. basically the deepest dive into AFI. We started this podcast, God, I don't know, six years ago, seven years ago, something like that, following <laughs> yeah. this band, thinking, well, surely they're wrapping it up. But nay, they keep going strong. So thanks to everybody for checking us out and still subscribing to this podcast feed. At a yeah. Fire Just to put it in perspective, the first episode... Like, to prepare for that, I remember distinctly pulling out of the parking lot at Game Informer offices. Yeah. When it was a parking lot, it is now condos, but in listening to AFI for the first time. I actually have bad news, uh, Cork. Uh, myself as your co-host yeah? uh, for this podcast, I'm going to be becoming a condo in about three months. So I don't know if you could just brace for that, but... You're going to be becoming a condo? Okay. Yeah, what do you think? I think that's cool. I like it. And I, I think that um, the neighborhood could use that. Great, really great. Uh, we are here because AFI released two new songs, and we said to the AFI Mobile, we have to cover this. Exactly. They have an album coming up, uh, still unnamed, the eleventh AFI album, uh, mm-hmm. and they released these two tracks. And I don't know what the rest of the AFI community, and we love the AFI community, what they were thinking about this. But I was confused for a while about like, what is this? Is this yeah. just a little? EP before the album releases is this like calling back to the days of the Phoenix EP where they released like uh, Winter's Tale and Wester um, before Sing the Sorrows release as just like a way to get new music out but going off of interviews it seems like these are two new tracks from the new album so they aren't leftovers these are going to be on the main course here I was thinking Cork I was thinking about what a miracle it is that uh, that AFI is such an interesting band so what are the odds that you know, back in 1999, I became obsessed with a band that would go on to still in 2021 be releasing music and still evolving their sound. Like, that's unheard of, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that's got to be fun for you because I have a lot of bands that I would consider very, very near and dear to me, but they've kind of become time capsules of sorts where it's like they're releasing music now to this day. And I'm just like, yeah, I should get around to listening to that some point, but I'm just no longer interested just because the last few albums have been not great. So Yeah, yeah. And it's nice to have... It's fun to listen to AFI and stay current on AFI just to try and figure out when is the shifting of an era? When is a new era starting? And like, especially in this moment when we don't know what the 11th album sounds like and we just have these two examples, you're reading tea leaves to try and figure out, are they shifting in this direction? What is it? But, mm-hmm. you know, based on our interview with Jade Puget and Hunter Bergen and other folks um, in the past, like, it's so tough to get a read for when are they shifting their sound because they're so prolific. And so when there's such a yeah. prolific band and they write so much music and then it's like, ah, uh, let's take this one, this one, this one, this one, and then that's the album. It's like mm-hmm. trying to get a feel for is this the new era or is it always just eclectic over the past, you know, four albums or so and then we're yeah. just trying to connect these dots. But no, it's just we happen to like this uh, sample of songs on this album and don't read too much into the eras of AFI anymore because mm-hmm. we are all eras at once depending on what we choose to put on this album. Yeah, I would I would bet that this current like I think lockdown is absolutely influenced 
what's going on with them musically. Just because I know that like Jade and Sir David Havoc are such like with Black Audio and AFI, it seems like they're always touring in one form or another. They're always going out and playing shows. And this has, I would imagine that they have to feel cooped up to a certain degree. And especially knowing like how they work with like home studios and really noodling around and everything. I bet that they are producing so much work right now. And like, there, I, I I will be surprised if there's not like a steely Dan quality of perfectionism to these out like whatever they're producing now just because it's like you were you have a track that you're happy with and you're just like you know what I could we could do better <laughs> we could really fuss with this you know well I remember we, we asked Jade about that if he's you know go back going back in and ripping open the new album to try and tweak with it now that he has all the time in the world and he was like ah oh, no that's kind of locked down but I. I agree. I just imagine they are still just writing up a storm. I'm sure 14 black audios will be coming around the corner whenever it's mm. safe to do shows again, which, yeah, it has me wondering. Like, I'm sure they're just trying to satisfy fans, get some new music out there in any safe way they can. Because I think from that Jade interview, he was saying that he wanted to wait until the pandemic was over before they released a new album so they could tour it. But I wonder if at this point they're like, even if we release it at the end of the year. Will people want to come to the shows? Who knows what the state of the mm-hmm. world is? So I wonder if they're going back on that and they're going to release it in the middle of the pandemic still, just because we can't wait that long. Yeah. I would imagine just as like them being creative people too, that there has to be an element of like releasing stuff. That's just going to sit in a vault or like creating mm-hmm. stuff. That's just like not going to be accessible. That has to a certain point, not be fun because you want to share it with your audience, you know, that they, like they're fortunate enough to have like a really devoted fan base that may not be like a huge, massive, like, Oh my God, we're like arena rockers or anything like that. But there's like a very enthusiastic group of people that are like, when are you going to reduce? And it's gotta be fun to throw some meat to those people, you know? Yeah, I think so. I would hope so. Um, so, uh, it seems like they're signed up with a new label rise records here for, uh, this release of these two songs and future releases, and it's nice to see Rise Records getting behind them, really promoting AFI on their main page and stuff like that. Uh, so on January 1st, uh, they posted on Twitter, uh, the official AFI Twitter, uh, quote, with the end of a year that has been at least challenging for all, we have news that we hope may bring you some joy. Very soon, new songs shall be yours. Before the year's end, our 11th album will follow. We could not be more happy with our latest work, and we hope you feel the same. Thank you for joining us upon this next journey. We are thrilled to take it and honored to have you at our side. Uh, do you want some more quotes from Jade? Yeah. Dear friend of the show, he says, Anyone who knows our catalog knows that no two records really sit together. Some sit a little closer, maybe. We do certain things just by virtue of who we are that are consistent, but those things come out organically. Every time we do something, I have to judge it on its own merits. Some fans are going to judge a new album or a new song based on what's come before, but as artists, we can't do that because it would only hinder our creativity. And Alt Press, he says, Davey and I sat down for a long time putting together the song list for it, and it's really exciting, talking about the new album. I'm excited for people to hear it and see what the reaction is. It's an eclectic record. I'd much rather try to put something out there that's a little bit left of center than try to do something that's expected. Which, you know, was the most exciting thing about our interview with him on the last episode of If I Rinse It Out, the podcast, is, you know, the fact that he said that the new album was going to be weird. Based on Escape from Los Angeles and Twisted Tongues... Do you have a better sense of what weird means, Jeff Quirk? I don't know if I have a better sense of what weird means, but I am really excited to hear more. Yeah, to see which way it's going to break. And I still feel... Those two, like the two songs, they do, like even like to Jade's comment, they sit 
they're on the same bus, but they're maybe not like sitting in the same row of seats. Uh huh. And the bus is slowly splitting in two and going on this different. Bus trains. is splitting. It's a double decker, and it's like the top part is bisecting. It's That's really right. Cool. Yeah, so they say that Twisted Tongues uh, was written around the Blood Album era or the Missing Man era. Mm-hmm. And that was, upon first listen to these two songs, was like, okay, Twisted Tongues definitely feels older, a little bit more conventional, while still being interesting. Um, whereas it seems like Escape from Los Angeles, which they say was one of the later songs they wrote, kind of is hearkening to that new era. But the more mm-hmm. I listen to it, I think I undersold Twisted Tongues and how interesting it is and how different it is in and of itself. Um, yeah. Which one do you want to start with, Cork? Let's start with Twisted Tongues. All right. Here's AFI's uh, Twisted Tongues. Let's We can go from the beginning, then jump around a little bit. I'm sorry, that's the soundtrack to a Zelda dungeon. Let me pull up. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Jeff Cork, what do you think of Twisted Tongues? It's it's interesting because I think the more that I listen to it, I might be with you. I, the more I am starting to appreciate it, but at first, it seems like the introduction is so insubstantial compared to that like chorus. It seems like they couldn't get to that like anthemic chorus fast enough, which is kind of like, all right, well, futz around a little bit, like guy futz. normal will just like bash his wrists out playing <laughs> his the drums. Hands are bleeding trying to get there. Oh, sweet lord! Yeah, and then, <laughs> then like like the the chorus is like. You can see how that's going to be fun to hear live. You know, yeah. that I say a lot. Yeah. Um, I love how fast the guitar work is, the drums are, compared to kind of the, the slower pace of the vocals. I think it's a really cool disconnect throughout the entire song here. Obviously, that's what, mm-hmm. obviously what stands out the most is just, you know, the speed of the instrumentals going forward. Um, and then at times, it feels like, oh, it feels so in that home and realm of Blood Album that it sounds like she speaks the language from Blood mm. Album. Every once in a while, it's like, God, it feels like it's going to immediately break into that song. It, it's in that bundle so cleanly. Um, so Davey says it's thematically a little separate from the overarching theme. This is on a, a BBC One interview, I believe. Um, Davey says that, yeah, this Twisted Tongues is thematically different from the overarching theme of the new album. It's about being disconnected with somebody who you thought you could connect to in this world, which I believe is a new idea for Davey. No, um, but no, it's still an interesting theme here. Um, but I like that idea of because it was written in a different time. He's like, ah, in terms of the theme of the new album, this one kind of stands out. So I wonder if 
that's how they're seeing it in terms of selecting the two songs to release early is this one is going to be kind of the tie-in to the past era and then Escape from Los Angeles might be more in the vein of where they're trying to go in the future. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely uh, like the song. The more I, I listen to it here, let's uh, jump in a little bit towards the end to get a taste of it again. Yeah, I like their uh, strategy for releasing these songs as well, where it's, okay, we're just going to release official YouTube versions. They're going to have some trippy visualizers. And again, those two visualizers could not be more different. So trying to get a read of what this means for the future is bizarre, because this one's just thunder and lightning and, Hmm. you know, flashes of their faces and the clouds and the waves. It feels like some real classic AFI. And then escape. Interesting. From- I didn't. I didn't look at them on YouTube. I just. Oh really? Play. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. You should check it out just to see for the visuals of what they're going for. Whereas Escape yeah. from Los Angeles looks a little bit more in that Crash Love era, I suppose. Uh, whereas musically, I think it's a little bit beyond that. But uh, Twisted Tongues, solid. Curious to see where it fits in the the bigger picture here. Uh, okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Escape from Los Angeles. A song that we're accidentally going to call us Get From L.A. 4,600 times throughout the course of this podcast, so please forgive us. Um, Let's jump into the beginning of Escape From Los Angeles here. Jeff Cork, Escape from mm-hmm. Los Angeles. What do you think, dude? I think this might be my favorite AFI song. <laughs> I am so I'm not to that level, but I freaking love this song. This is like one of those like doesn't happen very often, but like the instant this song started, like I was like, okay, this first, you know, the uh, Twisted Tongues, I was like, okay, that's interesting direction, everything. Yeah. Instant the Escape from Los Angeles started, I was like, I love this. Yes. I, Absolutely love it. I love the vocals, which are like he's doing his like Glenn Danzig kind of inspired like delivery, which is super fun to listen to. It's specifically, I, I yeah, it's like, like the first time you hear that West Coast. It's like, yeah, that's such a unique way to read that. I love it. I I love it. I think the side's like I'm a huge sucker for just like poppy hooks and everything. And <laughs> right. this song just keeps building and getting better and better and super interesting. And it's just like it's really a fun, awesome song. And it's so strange. I know, yeah, you love your poppy hooks. You love Crash Love. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's up there for your favorite AFI albums. And so yeah, for it's sure. too simplistic to say that it fits in that mold, but it's definitely more on that end of the spectrum uh, mm-hmm. than I think a lot of recent AFI. But it's just so striking, too, because 
it's such a grounded name, such a mm. grounded theme throughout the entire song. Yes. And really, it's like they're dialing down the complexity of the vocals, but the instrumentals are still awesome and dynamic, and the song goes places. And there's some magical power, I think, in just rebalancing that a little bit of just thematically. It's still going to be complex if you want to read into the lyrics, but we are on a mission here. And this is, look, this is me smoking a cigar and turning into terrible uh, record <laughs> producer. But there's part of me where it's like, I could see the song being like licensed for a film or a TV show. And I'm sure that's yep. not their goal because they're artists. But at the same time, it's like it is just that approachable and clean of a song. It's so unique for AFI. I love it so much. And if, if it's like, if like uh, Twisted Tongues is like punishment for Die Normal, like here, you got to play this now. I feel bad for Hunter with this because the bass <laughs> is just like, I was imagining playing it in rock band and being like, oh, I'll take this one on expert. And it's like, yeah. it's not technically challenging me, but at a certain point you're just like, up, down, up, down, up, down. Oh, God, I'm going to die. <laughs> I like the idea of the ultimate punishment for the members of these bands is to play their instrument. <laughs> Can't imagine anything worse. Uh, let's jump into a little bit later on in the song here. I'm sorry, I guess that's the end of the song. Uh, what are you yeah. gonna do? It sounds like it's the perfect ending what? to a song, but wait one second! <laughs> the scorpion speared you right in the chest. So <laughs> one moment, please. This song's about Cork. I think they need to get out of Los Angeles. <laughs> the city in California I did some research. Mm, interesting. Kind of cool. Fun yeah. facts. Kind of Easter egg. Um, Davey Havoc uh, said, quote, Los Angeles, like many of my loves, I'm sorry, like most of my loves, is imbued with a darkness and radiance. Musically, Escape from Los Angeles called for my own vantage to this classic theme of this city's dichotomous allure. Mm. Um, and in that uh, Radio 1 interview that I mentioned before, it's very funny because uh, they're, the host is talking to Davey and he, he mentions like, yeah, so I'm curious just to hear your thoughts on leaving L.A., why I think that's so important. And I noticed that, you know, you could really draw a comparison where in the lyrics you talk about, you know, the falling of the morning sun, which is, I believe, code for Lucifer and Los Angeles being the city of angels. Is that a connection there? And Davey said... Uh, good ear. You know who you're listening to when it comes to connecting Los Angeles to Lucifer. So there we go, everybody. Um, absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. it it's yep. it's a song where the first time I heard it, I just realized, oh yeah, this makes me happy. It's it's just a breath of fresh yep. air. I just could not absorb it more. This has to be one of the weirder songs on the album, right? Do you think this is going to be the far end of that spectrum and they're just trying to rip off the Band-Aid now for the range that they're going for here? This is like the thesis statement of the album that would I would be absolutely delighted if the whole thing was like this. But I don't think it will be because, you know, Jade in that quote said it's a very eclectic album and that it's going to be, you know, a little all over the place in a fun way. But yes, if this was the core sound and even if it's not the core sound for the 11th album, the fact that this is one of the most recent songs that they made 
But yeah. again, we talked about this before. It's the problem of reading too much into AFI and where they could be going at any point. Um, yeah. But absolutely fantastic. Super excited to see what the 11th album is actually going to contain. Um, there's just so many little touches. Obviously, you know, having some more of uh, electronic sounds in Escape from Los Angeles, I feel like they're incorporated really well. And then there's just small little things, just like a quick clap. Or it's like, mm. You could miss it. Let's see if we can pick it up here. Like right back there. They're in there. It's it's beautiful. Sounds like a, a YouTube video you need to make uh, for SEO purposes. How to find the hidden clap? Oh in, yeah, uh, AFI's. Escape from Los Angeles. It's smart. And then we could have like a red arrow pointing to a hand clapping. Mm-hmm. Um, are you listening to, um, <laughs> what the hell is the name of it? The Talking Heads podcast from Oh, yeah, Scott yeah, Ackerman. yeah. yeah I, was got, um, I love they had that little anecdote where it seems like Talking Heads is a, a brilliant band, but kind of a, a tough band to be in socially. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they talked about, you know, splitting off, uh, Tom Top Club releasing Genius of Love. And how they got back together. And that song obviously blew up. And it's the most sampled song of all time. All that fun stuff. Um, and then George Harrison, apparently, his only question about Genius of Love, he goes, how'd you get the sounds of the claps so good? <laughs> that's all he wanted to know. It was just like the claps. It was like, that's such a clean clap compared to everything yeah. I've ever done in my life. Um, Maybe he was like, just thinking like, I got this song, my mu- I got my mind set on you, but it just needs claps, but I can't nail it. They sound too moist. <laughs> yeah, I had all those animal heads from the music video doing the claps and it just it doesn't sound as good when it's Not a good. hoof i don't know what you're gonna do um that's it everybody two new songs from afi let us know what you think about it in the comments and if you're watching this on youtube thank you we hope you're not too confused by an afi podcast popping up in the minmax feed but you can always subscribe to a fire inside out on your favorite podcast app we'd appreciate it mm-hmm. um jeff cork yeah have you finished cyberpunk 2077 the video game no i uninstalled it it's it's a broken mess right now. I'm not wasting my time. Do you want me to tell you something that'll make you reinstall it? Maybe. There's a mission towards the mm-hmm. very end of the game, Jeff Cork. Guess mm-hmm. guess what it's freaking called? AFI. <laughs> that would be so simplistic. <laughs> it's smarter than that. Uh, there's a mission just called Total Immortal. Isn't Total that awesome? Immortal. Because so many of the songs throughout or the quests throughout the game are named after songs. Uh, and so yeah. the, the mission right before this one is Last Caress, which is funny because it's also a song that AFI covered. But I would mm-hmm. love to know who at City Project Red is a big fan of AFI because it warmed my heart to see. And it's even like one word, like the official spelling of Total Immortal. Mm-hmm. Very fantastic stuff. That's much better than Assassin's Creed Valhalla has a mission where they keep saying smack my bishop. Really? Yeah. <laughs> smack my bishop. <laughs> And like the, I think the mission giver's name is Keith. Also, so it's just like, okay, big prodigy heads. I see what's they going on. They got here. it all, baby. Um, yeah. But that's it for a fire inside out. Um, I was thinking, you know, next episode we'll probably do is going to be about the eleventh album. Although Cork, I know we've but. been teasing this for a long time. There was a comment on the YouTube version of Escape from Los Angeles where yeah. somebody said, "This sounds like that Dream Car record." Oh. Which is still, I haven't listened to a second of Dream Car, that Davey Havoc side project right. with the rest of the band from No Doubt. And I know we've been teasing it forever, but I would still love to do that. Maybe that'd be a good way to kind of fill the gap before the new album drops. 
Sounds great. How about this? Uh, Sir Davy Havoc, if you're listening, we will listen to Dream Car if you will come and talk to us. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair trade. Look, you, yeah. want, us, you want us to play ball? Then you got to play ball, buddy. Jump on this Discord call. How big of a sneer would he give you if you called him buddy? And then when, oh. how quickly would he disconnect that call? If you called... Davey Havoc buddy. He I would, can't imagine like anything like maybe we learned from that Loveline episode doesn't like toilet talk. And <laughs> I would imagine getting called buddy is right up there. That's the equivalent of toilet talk. Yeah, he would click end calls so fast he would shatter his mouse. Uh, yeah. But seriously. Or uh, you would just see like the the like outside sky ground, sky ground as he threw the laptop. <laughs> It would be a very respectful interview, and I think it'd be a lot of fun. So, Sir David Havoc, if you're listening, we'd love to have you come on FR Inside Out. We'd appreciate it. I mean, I would want nothing more. Honestly. And look, it'd be so fun. I don't know how many times we have to say it. Adam, guy normal, not chopped liver. We'd love to talk to him. Oh my god, I would love to talk to him. I, I don't I, even think that's like on the table anymore. That's why I stopped bringing that up. Right. Unfortunately, he is still um, in the hospital after performing Twisted Tongues for this recording. He's in two full-bodied casts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks okay. so much for tuning in to this episode of A Fire Inside Out. Uh, we'll be back at some point in the future. Thanks for still subscribing to this feed, everybody. Until next time, AF, AF bye. bye.